All right. That don't be disgusting. All right. Hello. It's time for our next installment of Star Trek D Space Nine at Nine ish here on Live Long and Podcast, our ongoing mission to rewatch every episode of Star Trek D Space Nine. Uh, going on well into three years now. Uh, and we are up to season six, episode 17 Wrongs Darker Than Death or Night from 1998. I'm Dave Mater. I'm joined with Kevin Millard. How are you doing tonight, Kevin? Excellent. Excellent as you can be after this episode of Star Trek Deep Space Nine, which we're going to talk about at length. We're going to break it down. We're going to um, analyze the plot, the choices by these writers, and and what they did with this character of Kira Norris in particular in this episode, because this is a big deep dive on Kira and Dukat and her mother and uh, all this history that they kind of invented, you know, right towards the end here of the show uh for whatever yes. reason for whatever reason <laughs> well we kind of know the reason for you know not to jump the gun here on the fun facts but uh in this particular episode um they had originally pitched that kira had a secret affair with Dukat years ago and like apparently famously nana visitor would not do it she refused she was like that, this makes no sense that would be the only way to make this worse yeah, they would only, it's the only way to make it, you know. That would be disgusting. Yeah, totally yeah. assassinate her character. Yeah, it, the only thing worse, like, like, no, this is the worst. Like, it would be the worst thing you could possibly do with her character for her to be, oh, well, actually, there was that time we fooled around. I don't know what they were thinking. They, <laughs> they were, I don't know what, what, I don't even know how they, go, but but they, they said, fine, fine, but it's now just your mom. Your Ducat was with your mom years ago, and it's better. And I think that there's something to this story that I think don't we can try it. to find some redemption in. You know, they don't tell it well. This this it, it has some good like it, it could have some really good themes to it, some some depth to it, but then they just go along with this bomb plot, and that just it's bad. really. I think that, like, you know, the more I watch this show over the years, the more I'm like, it's really a lot of it's about being, I think, Jewish in particular. I think that the story is, you know, um, uh, I think coming from like the post Holocaust uh, aspect with the Bajorans being the allegory, of course, the, the Cardassians being the Nazis. And I think that uh, with the uh, this whole like idea of collaborators, I think there's something that they wanted to explore or you know how their like lines can get blurred and you know how can you judge the morality of certain people who live through these situations you know and you know it's it's hard to know what you're made of until you're you're, you're put into that uh, situation um, yeah this this episode could have great depth but doesn't no i think you have to really look for it you know yeah. it's sort of where i was coming at oh. Uh, coming at with it and so uh yeah i think like there's there, we have our visuals um but then a couple sound clips but not really much uh we got the question here okay you know davin said he would not even he has not watched this since 1998 he was refusing to watch it <laughs> and he's working up the uh to see if he'll come along we, we expect jameel robinson will join us as well uh of course there's a live stream here on facebook youtube and on twitch uh and sam hey, with yes us, you know, yes we have, have we seen sam. what we left behind yes we have i believe yes you and i both have seen it kevin yep. and i have seen it as well um and yeah like let's 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 uh, i don't know they felt like they needed to do a cure episode and this would, uh, this is another one that would have been better placed season three this story told better but also season three, like we're invested enough in Kira that we like her character, but we're, we're not into this dominion stuff. Like where I, yeah, I do think Iris Stephen bear, he did too many drugs one day and he wanted <laughs> to this idea that like, what if I put Mark Alima with Nana, you know, but it's, it's out of nowhere. It's, it makes no yeah. sense, you know? So of course, like, like luckily he was talked down from that, but this may also is dumb. Because you've already set up that he had the thing with Zial, with, with Zial's mom, yeah. right? Tora Naprem. And so this is an other Bajoran mistress. His, her mom was like an other Bajoran mistress that before maybe or something, I guess. And that just never came up. Um, why would Dukat keep it a secret? Okay, we'll, we'll talk about that later. But let's let's look at the positives in this episode, Kevin. Um, 
there's a kind of a fun scene here with Worf and Dax at the beginning, which I think is a good scene where it's about she wants to have a party with you know a bunch of people, a ships coming in, and she's got a bunch of friends, and uh, you know he's like there's gonna be all the people coming over and it being loud and coming to our quarters, and she starts promising like no laughing. You know, uh, no fun whatsoever. It will be a very yeah, somber like, party. I can see it now. 200 people in our quarters having fun. Blah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, as mentioned, like, he's like, uh, Worf is the Klingon who has the least amount of fun of any Klingon. Because Klingons like to party, but he doesn't, specifically. So he said, this sets him aside for most of his uh, his species. But, uh, yeah, it's, you know, she, I like, I like, you know, they know that, Terry Farrell's leaving at this point and they're writing some, some really nice scenes. And Iris Stephen Bear really didn't have anything choice in the matter. Right. So I think he's writing here a nice scene, uh, knowing that she's going to have to die at the end of the season and that yeah. they're going to only break our hearts more, you know, because I think he says in that documentary, what we left behind, you know, you broke my heart when she left the show and like looking at the circumstances now, I really understand why she did. Um, but you know, it's it's this scene is maybe the best part of the episode uh when quark comes along and he's like here's your hollow suite and uh you know he's like did do you know uh, did we get the party this close you know <laughs> didn't quite happen right and he's like ah uh, uh and then Kira this is shows, my favorite yeah Kira and quark you know she's like thanks quark you know she's being all nice to quark uh thing and uh you know but it, it, dax is like oh are you two like a thing now and she's like don't be disgusting you know like <laughs> another nice moment here with terry farrell uh in the episode so um yeah so th i actually i really like this this uh, the way that they shot this uh promenade scene you know with like with the, the merchant and so mm -hmm. the way that the 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 director and the i don't know there's the visuals just the way they have the extras going in the background here it's it's kind of a different angle than they normally do it works well for me um with that with that blurred background and you know i think that kira's like yeah my mom's birthday she died during the occupation you're like okay where's the, i know where this is going i've seen this before but um the clip over here and then you know we get the phone call and this is, this is it's all downhill from here guys quite frankly um yeah. because uh kira is woken up getting the the transmission uh who's who's calling she asks and they can't quite figure it out and here it is mark alimo last seen in waltz after he beat cisco with a pipe and was like you know it is full mad on super villain mustache twirl uh kira hasn't seen him since he left the station really or since no since they no well yeah basically since he like they retook the station yeah and he was like committed um and you know here he is uh and we don't see him again after this episode until the season six finale which is um uh, uh tears of the prophets oh davin skellhorn wrongs darker than just wrong you know <laughs> i know you're not a fan of the episode you've already given it a zero we're trying to find the good, any good in this thing. I'm gonna give it a one because you're right. The warp scene's funny. The warp scene is funny. <laughs> yes, um, and uh, some, for that. some good dialogue with Terry Farrell, and um, you know. But I, I don't. I feel like they were like, well, we we can't leave Mark Alimo on the bench until the season finale. They totally should have. Or there ways different. to bring back Ducat than this. Like yeah, I just, I, they were gonna I, commit. All right, I'm oh, ranting. Go ahead, go ahead, go okay. ahead. Yeah, they they were gonna commit character assassination of possibly the best developed character throughout the entire series thus far. A character they took from not a character at all to the amazing friggin' Major Kira. Man, Kira's a great yeah. character, and they were gonna assassinate her character. What just to bring Marco Limo back in a, a <laughs> gross kind of role, like. What is this? And like I just heard you say, like, how, why would he never mention that? Like, of course yeah. he would. It's Ducat yeah. for, like, yeah. He's like, oh, I've been, like, I've been, okay. I've been trying to, I've been keeping this under my chest, and it was only because I beat Cisco with a pipe, and he told me I was a dick that I, and he got yes. me to admit I wanted to kill them all. That I will admit this to you now. No, I look stupid. <laughs> like, like you know we don't uh, need we don't need this for for ducat to be made more evil yeah. it's not even don't, necessary don't tell yeah, me that was the point ducat would have never said to kira love me as your mother did oh my at god any point yeah, he totally wouldn't <laughs> oh he totally you know, your would. mother wouldn't have treated me that way major 
Like, this yeah. would have been totally every, would have said that. Every, every second episode. sentence out of his mouth would have been, but your mother. <laughs> exactly. Like, what is yeah, this? It, it doesn't so, track I feel like at all. All the motivations here are coming from the wrong place. Like on the surface level, yes, that's something that happened during war, like this theme. Um, you know, of, of you know, comfort women and whatnot that they were yeah. called during the war. Um, but and you know, wanting to explore that is fine. But if you're gonna do a serious, serious theme like that, it has to be done so gracefully and and tastefully as well, like far beyond the stars. Like mm-hmm. that's a tough theme too. But my God, do they nail that? And that's the kind of care you have to take I, with a theme like that. I also but, I feel like they stay in the shallow end of 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 the themes of this. Like of like they hundred percent. Yeah, they never they never go really deep with it, and it. No, and and then the bomb thing drives me nuts. The bomb, like that, the, the like, plot at the end. Yes. Yeah. What is she uh, doing? Like Jesus Christ! I don't feel like they had a fully Jesus. fleshed out idea of like how to end it. Of, well, I think just even terrorism <laughs> and like and this idea of being a freedom fighter and this, you know, like I I think that they're they don't tr- tr- like even though I agree Kira is a great character but I don't know if it's a character that uh, Iris Stephen Bearer always understood very well you know heads we we already had the the mirror brile of things earlier this season and now we have this is the follow up Kira centric episode it's a big disappointment you know in terms of what he did in yeah. both instances um, and sometimes they have do great things with their like duet and yeah lots of others yeah. There's lots of others, and there was there's more great moments to come after this with her. I just and I think that not not a visitor knocks it out of the park. She tries her damn oh, yeah because I feel because she like I I stood up to the writers and I told them I wasn't doing the relationship with Ducat, and you know so I'm gonna try to make this work as best I can. Um, and, and, but like, and, but that just shows you that they were their hearts were not in the right place. I don't think they really cared about this serious theme. They were. At least they don't express it in this. That no, I don't to tackle like, here. It was more about doing something shocking, right? Dupont the ending, Kira. Even, even, How is that her, not? Even her immediately being okay with killing her own mother, like what? Like she, she didn't have any struggle with that choice. No, she was like well, you know what? She loves Ducat, so fuck it. She dies. What about the? He was a collaborator. Family? Yeah. yeah. I don't think the start. Yeah, yeah. I, I like every, how Cisco's oh. like, "What about the temporal prime directive?" And she's like, "I don't care. I'm not. I'm not a Bajoran administrator." Yeah, it's like they couldn't completely assassinate Kira's character, so they decided to just do it a little bit. <laughs> yeah, like it doesn't make. I agree. Like all this, yeah. like they could have come up with other ideas. They they obviously had great episodes to come after this, and this is like the real low point, I think, before the season will pick up because, you know, we have Inquisition yeah, after this, the Section 31 episode, and then we're going to get In the Pale Moonlight, one of the best episodes yeah. ever, you know? So this is like... And this, this is, could have been good. It has some good performances. I like the Legate and their interaction, her and the Legate. Yeah. And it, it could have been good, but it just... It just... What they, what, what, I remember in the Dark Knight, uh, Harvey Dent says uh, that the night is the dark, or the dawn is the darkest before the day, or whatever the hell he says. And this is kind of like that that moment. I completely I remember when Harvey Dent, Dent said that thing. I can't remember. Yeah, when Harvey Dent said that thing in that movie <laughs> from a long time ago with Batman, which is, this is not a Batman podcast, but that's beside the point. Uh, let's let's get into it. Yeah, so we see here after this phone call and the, uh, you know, Kira is coming up, looking up her, her mom's like records here, uh, file from the occupation, the Singha place, her ID profile. I'm not sure, you know, but like, and we said, yeah, Nana visitor really trying to sell this and the despair. She, this whole scene here where she like bites off the heads of uh, O'Brien and Bashir, uh, because they're talking about they're they're going to make a, a holiday or Holocene program of the Alamo where they're going to be like, you know, Davy Crockett and, and whoever. Right. Um, I don't really know the story of the Alamo that well, but I know it's like they, they, it's, but there, there's just think of it as a very few amount of people trying to defend a fort from a great, great many Mexicans. And they're all going to die in the end. Like it's <laughs> they're all definitely going to die. Like, yeah. It's <laughs> like, it's impossible. He's like, sheer... It's impossible unless you have more men. 
Yeah, yeah, you're gonna need more. It's like that's it's like yeah. Bart, Bart the general. Um, yeah, but like, <laughs> how many men do we have? None. I need yeah. more. You're gonna need more. <laughs> but but Bashir, Bashir says what? Like he does question the idea of like what's the fun of losing in the end? You know, is he doesn't see the romanticism, I guess, in like the the blaze of glory as much as O'Brien does. He's gotta he's gotta educate him on this. <clears throat> But yeah, Bashir or sorry, Kira, not having it. She she got a, a phone call from Ducat, the worst guy in the galaxy, maybe, uh, in the middle of the night. Uh, they're still going on, and she's like, "We got work to do, people. How you know? Uh, don't, hey, B Brian, why don't you go fix something? You know? And Bashir, you don't work up here. Get to the, the infirmary. Uh, it you know just just the look she gives a bride here. He's like, oh. Okay. But, and then the look that O'Brien gives as he walks away, like, just like, whoa, shit. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we're not Narice and Miles anymore, are we? You know? <laughs> so, uh, here's who we have what to. What just bugs me, just thinking about it, like, why Kira? Why did they ever want that to be a thing? Gujukat and Kira. Like, and, wanted, and, Kira... and what's the significance of it being her mother, even? Like, what are they trying to do here? They could have told this story and had no relation to Kira. Kira has way more romances than Dax in this show. Okay. Like we got Kira and Burial, Kira and Shakara, oh, yeah, Kira sure. and Odo. Uh, they wanted to do Kira and Dukat, but they didn't do that here. But they, uh, who else? I feel like there's been other ones. Um, oh, Mira Burial. Um, <laughs> no, she didn't want to go out on a date with Baudet. Yeah, she's not going out with the Galamite. You know, that's where she, or Quark, you know, she's got, she's got the, yeah, here's a Brian just like, oh, I better get to work. Uh, and then the Bajorans in the room and everyone in, in ops is just like, oh, what the heck? You know, she's like, we got work to do, people. Yeah. Uh, she she comes in on Odo. Odo, there's been an uptick in crime. Let's get on this. He's like, no, well, I, with, I, with this, I agree with her. He should be doing his job more often. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's like she she woke up to the fact that like yeah like Bashir doesn't work up here. Why is he always up here drinking coffee with a bride? This is why things break down. And then oh yeah, things are always getting stolen on the promenade. Odo's not doing anything. How would you get Remember on? That time Cisco said to him, "You're the best damn security officer in the there. quadrant." And I'm just like, <laughs> "That's a shit quadrant." <laughs> <laughs> Dominion's <laughs> taken over. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, here it is. You're the best law enforcement officer in this sector. Maybe the whole damn quadrant. <laughs> Jeez, I hope not. That. I hope he's just like blowing smoke up his ass there. Yeah, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think. Yes, this goes like I think I need this for political reasons for Odo to be in my chief. Like if Worf overheard that, Worf would be like, "I'm, I'm, what are you, yeah. what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> I'm standing right here." The first thing Worf does when he gets on the station is be like, "What's with this fucking guy? This guy sucks." <laughs> yeah, he knows that he knows that Quark breaks the law all the time, and he lets him. You know what's up with this guy? The Ferengi. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, Kevin, Ferengi you were bartender. on. You weren't on last week, but that was like the one time he did. He still doesn't say Quark. He says no, never, Quark. never in the whole series. Yeah, he just goes the Ferengi bartender. That's his name. <laughs> So much disrespect, man. It's so cold. Yeah. <laughs> that Ferengi. I love war. Yeah. I have a sense of humor. I know. It's okay. Uh, yeah, okay. And the conversation here with Cisco, he's like, what? Ducat called? You know? Did you know he beat me with a pipe? Uh, <laughs> well, I was already pretty messed up as it was. I love know? that he goes from, why didn't you tell me? And then finds out it's personal. And he's like, oh, what did he say? Oh, oh. <laughs> go on, gossip. His whole demeanor changes. It's like, oh, really? What did he say? Oh, dude, yeah. He, I think she. He knows. He knows Ducat. These two know him better than almost anybody. You yeah. know, so like, who can she talk to about that other than him? You know, and she's like, well, you talk about my mom and all this stuff, and he's like, oh. he's almost like he's almost like the counselor here role you know he's all he, he doesn't play it as much like a captain or he plays that role quite often though for yeah a captain yeah he you can totally see like him in counselor troy's office saying like let's talk about your feelings um, yeah yeah especially with kira he's got the like he rarely 
dresses Kira down or whatever. He does that to Worf all the time. He does that Worf last episode. But yeah. here with Kira, he has a more of a partnership a lot of the time. You know, they, they know well, how to work. He found out he intimidates Worf and he loves it. Yes. So he's just playing that card as often as he can. Yeah. Try me, sir. <laughs> right. More pain. Less cold. Uh, anyway, so she's like, I want to use the orb of time. And Cisco's like, uh, that's against like Starfleet regulations. And she's like, I don't care about that. You're the emissary. We have you have to let me do this, and you can give me priority access. I was like, You're a pretty famous Bajoran as it is, Kira Nerese, but I think you could uh pull some strings. Uh, you kind of know the first minister, you know. I know you're 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 broken up at the moment or whatever, but it's she knows the Kai herself. She knows the Kai. I think if she wanted to get access to the uh the orb, maybe she thinks the Kai would block it. That would have been interesting if she threw that line in. Maybe, I think I would like to get the, the, the thing, but the Kai would block it. They also missed an opportunity to put Kai Win in here. Yeah. Uh somehow talking about Kira's mother or something like that. Like Kai Win yeah. would have been good. I would have liked. I would have rather had a Kai Win and Kira episode than this. Yeah, for sure. Even or even if Kai Win had somehow come into the the quest morality and really sh shooken um, her resolve, but instead we get you know Avery Brooks playing the role of the priest a bit in this episode. You know, as 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 I guess uh, Kira's faith has really been shooken. Uh, you know, we we head down to the mat. You know what else would have been better than this? A romantic candlelight. Riverside dinner with Kira Barile and Shakar, <laughs> <laughs> or even Mir Shakar. Um, all right, I always like we don't get too many shots of, of Bejor, the matte paintings of Bejor, but we get a, co a couple, uh, inter you know, this is nice maybe in, the, in the pilot. Uh, it's looking a lot better. Maybe they got blankets for those orphans now these days yeah. after the occupation. Uh, head down to the temple. Uh, she says the name of the temple. It escapes me at this moment. We see the Orb of Time, last seen in Trials and Tribulations, where, um, you know, okay, this is what, the one line in this episode that stuck out to me was she's like, well, if the prophets don't want me to go back in time, if their will is not with it, then they, they won't allow this. So the prophets were were helping Charlie, like, like or what's his, the, the Klingon guy who goes back in time in Trials and Tribulations. That was their will, that he used the orb to try to kill Darwin, Arn Darwin. Arn Darwin, that's who I mean, yes. Um, I guess so. There you go. Uh, so she does this vision now. She'll like she'll live through weeks here in the matter of minutes, basically. Actually, Dave, she believes that the prophets will guide her, but we find out the prophets seem pretty indifferent most of the time. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but the fact that they created the orbit time specifically, like to do specifically this, like. Does this change the timeline or not? Or is this more of just like a vision of the past? And like, I don't know, is this like, does this have consequences in a time travel sense? Doesn't seem to. Doesn't seem to. I don't think the orbs do. The orbs are just. Because they never, they never address this episode. When, when she sees Kira, when, when Kira sees Dukat next season, when he's running Empok Noor and that, that Pa Wraith cult, she doesn't say, hey, remember? When well, I, another shitty episode. Well, I know, uh, but like just, you know, she, they never call this back. So I don't really understand. Like, wouldn't it change the timeline if, if like, hey, Kira looks a lot like that woman who tried to blow me up, you know, uh, a long it, time ago. It uh, would have to change the timeline because that was the whole premise of Trials and Tribulations. Right. Yeah, it would have to. So, like, the next time she talks to Dukat, like, Dukat, like, I don't know. It, like, what, it would have changed those events, you know? That's what's kind of confusing about this. <laughs> I know it's not a great episode, and we shouldn't get too hung up on it, but it's just kind of a weird thing that they threw into. They're like, what if Kira goes back in time and meets her mom? Okay, let's go. Um, and, <laughs> and she I'm just, out. All right, I got to tap out now. I can't do it. I okay, can't man. go through this plot again. <laughs> okay, it's fine. Right, I lasted, my intestines are weak. <laughs> I'm sorry. I tried. You did. You did well. Um, you did well. Thank I you. even I even upped it to a one. Yeah, yeah. But uh, uh, it's it's all I, it's even more downhill. Well, we're going we're going way down. Here. Keep on <laughs> listening. We'll see if we can get you back down to a zero. <laughs> Maybe a point five. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. When the episode synopsis is done. I'm gonna start listening again. All right. Later, we're guys. Almost through the synopsis. Yeah. yeah so. 
Kira just emerges in this cave. She doesn't like she's she's got different clothes on. She's now maybe in the body of somebody else. It's not really made clear here at all. She just kind of now in the past. And yeah. it doesn't really matter. It's kind of like, you know, she's in the she she's in the caves. We understand we're back in the Bajoran occupation. Um, I guess this is like what, like 30, 20 something years ago at least. Um I, I think we get a specific year that's given to us. Uh, I'm just see if I can find that. But anyway, uh, we see the guy who plays Kira's dad, um, Kira Tavon, Tom Capoche. He's back. He he had previously like we'd seen like in the last flashback scene where he had died, where she went oh, out yeah. like uh, to avenge him getting like injured, and she wasn't there when he died. So they bring him back, and they bring in this woman to play her uh, the mother um cure or yeah it was a cure maru leslie hope who i think is fine in this role i think she's actually a pretty good actor um in the you know in the scene we see like this you know this whole thing where they puts the knife to the throat and then kira Norris, that is she comes to uh the rescue uh you know i i don't know but like they still had the knife to her dad's throat this whole time you know and she's like well maybe i'll stab you um and then she gets into a fight she picks up the knife she scares off the bandits or you know these guys were trying to steal the soup because they've been standing all line this was pursuit. dumb too uh, that's not the way like they, they didn't have to i know they have to find a way to introduce her to her family but yeah i mean she could have just talked to them like we didn't need this whole thing either right it's just like, oh, well, she protected me. And we, and then we get this, you know, we see the three-year-old Kira Norris, uh is, is present, along with two of Kira's brothers, who she never talks about or we never see otherwise in the show. Um, but they're, they're present as well during these events. You know, I guess, like, Kira's, what, like 30-something at this point? So, yeah, I mean, you know, so this is, this is like 27 years ago or, or, or so, I think. Um, I guess, you know, what if, what if you could meet a three-year-old version of yourself and you would, they would never remember this or you would never remember this. Um, I don't really, I didn't really find this too significant, no. you know, like I wasn't like, Oh, Hey, Kira's looking at the younger version of herself. What? Yeah. Did, didn't, didn't get me going, but the music no. was, was trying to get me going on it. Uh, and then, very narcissistic. She didn't care about her brother at all. Yeah, she didn't like, oh, here's my young brothers, or you know, like how no, it was just her. She was so fixated on herself. Uh, and then we get this guy, his name is like Basso or ba Basso. He's like the Bajoran collaborator guy who works with the Cardassians to like subjugate his own people. He's like Great the lowest of the low. Great performance from this guy. Yeah, amazing. He's really good. He's so He's just so despicable, you know, and, uh, <laughs> after this whole scene, I guess, I'm just like, we're not supposed to be fighting with ourselves. We're supposed to, you know, the, the, the spoonies, the spoonheads or the cardies, you know, are the ones who are the real enemy is what Kira tells them. But, you know, they say that they're all getting like uh, picked up just randomly to become uh, comfort women to the Cardassians yeah. up on the new space station, Teraknor, which we are also told is just completed construction around this time. So it's brand new. Uh, we see Kira's mom and Kira herself uh, get uh, get get taken off. Her her dad screaming with the two brothers and and Kira, young Kira Norris. Uh, they're all left, uh, but she didn't remember any of this. This was not she didn't right. have a, a memory of this. She just thought her mom died uh, in some other labor camp. Anyway, so we see Terak Nor as it is at this time. Uh, D Space Nine. It's orbiting Bajor. Uh, is an ore processing facility. Um, we see that the women getting taken to the quarters and Kira and her mother, Kira Maru, they both get um, assigned to the same quarters. Uh, the despicable collaborator guy tell them, you know, spend some time in the sonic showers. The Cardassian men like their women clean. <laughs> like they, they, uh, they like cleanliness. Yeah, like this is some real dark content they're getting into here, you know. And but it feels a little bit too sanitized in some ways too. Um, the like, you know. And then this is where we we first we get a real glimpse of Kira Kira's mother's character. You know, she's like, well, oh my god, I've never seen so much food, and like, you know, she's a bit more like she's a, she's got a little less of a tolerance for suffering than maybe you know Kira Norris does, you know. Like this episode, a little more of Ducat winning her over 
would have been better. It, it would have like followed that theme a bit more. Like it's. Yeah. Well, I think she should have been a more of a resistor. I feel like they're like, well, we don't have time for her to like get broken, but like, that would be the only way to make this redemp like redeeming at all. But she just like, she just seems to, you know, she's like, I miss my kids and my husband. Yes. But I was hungry and starving and now I have food. So I'm, I'm tempted. And this idea that, you know, like, um, even like, you know, Picard is, is tortured in that Cardassian episode. Of the, there are four lights, you know, there four lights. Right. Yeah, uh, he's, he's a Starfleet officer. He's a Starfleet oh. officer. He's he, even, he was broken after days and days, you know, she's living, living this whole life. She's been starving, trying to raise three kids. Um, but it like it, it shows how manipulative Ducat really is, and like a cult leader, which he later becomes, right? It it, it shows how he does that, and that that could have been a good theme through this. Well, I think that like the way, episode. It, yeah, I feel like the way you re- like she ends up by the end of this episode, she doesn't hate Ducat any more than she did, right? But isn't that the shouldn't that be the point is that he corrupted and destroyed their family and you know he's the real like like you know that she the kira maru even though she was um she's definitely complicit in a sense you know but she's also a victim in 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 this in the greater scale of the occupation and in this in the she didn't ask to come up here she didn't volunteer to become up here and leave her family behind you know so i think like do one or the other, like make her completely amoral or, you know, like how, like, I think like that, that's the only way you can sort of save the story. If you're going to tell this story at all, um, which of course they did, <laughs> but you know, it's that, this is why it doesn't work so well for us, I guess, you know, because the mother who she's never really talked about before we know, you know, we saw the, the story of their father and this is the story of her mother, but like by the end of the story, she hates her mother. You know, she doesn't, she doesn't, she have a good memory of her mother and she should blame Ducat for that, but she doesn't really like, she doesn't seem to, she doesn't say that at the end. No. And that's fine with me. I, I would have liked to have seen Kira as more of an, just an observer in this rather than being so involved in everything. Um, and in in every way with yeah, her like, mother why couldn't you do this like you could do this orb of time thing where she's just an observer of the past and kind of see these events and these could be like flashes you know where all this like corruption of her mother could have been more of a thing and only to set up the fact that you know that if kira wasn't going to come and get Ducat before she definitely is now you know i think that could have been an interesting thing you know like like kira kira's got a real revenge plot here it's you know um because like really like they had this this bond over zial which is like you know but now zial's out of the picture and whatever and so like now it's like we're turning up the amp here that hate and she really only sees Ducat one more time after this, and it's not even a good episode to Devin's point, you know? So I don't know. I just think this is kind of missed opportunities. Um, I feel like they might have done something here with Ducat's makeup to make him look like a younger version. Younger, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was something I kept noticing. Like, it was like less like less texture in his makeup uh, in some of these, uh, these, these, these other scenes, which... What do we say this was? 2346. So this is this is like at this point, Starfleet is still wearing the um like the, the Wrath of Khan style uniforms. You know, this is how far back we're going. This is like um yesterday's Enterprise, Enterprise C era sort yeah. of thing. Uh, you know, it doesn't really necessarily feel like that. Um, yeah, and we see here how like you know, uh Ducat like got her mother and was, you know, oh, you're covering up your scar, and he gets the dermal regenerator and does does this whole thing on the bob. Uh this is I guess part of winning her over. You know. And we're gonna see that. That's all it's just, just a story about how her mother could have been um one over would have been way better than yeah corrupted i guess you know a whole bomb plot where she's going to kill her mother like jesus fucking christ right like 
I don't I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. It's hard for me to to say what I mean because the episode doesn't make any sense. It does like I don't like yeah, I think it's just trying I think it's coming from the victim's point of view of like I think like if you were if your family member were a collaborator could, would you feel differently about them? You know, because like, I think that whole point that they were a victim of circumstance too. How do you feel about them? Yeah. Is it just fight the enemy till the end, or is like you know, are the do you, is is like I don't know. I'm these comfort women. Should we judge? How do we judge them? I guess is part of what this episode two is about. Um, you know, are right. They, but I th- I think that. I know my answer to that is like you can't really. They're 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 not they're, they're not they're basically slaves. So um well Kira doesn't blame all of them. She blames her mother because her mother likes it, likes Ducat. Right. Like it isn't just for the kids, it's both reasons. It's but for with- her family, but she also I think does fall in love with Ducat. Yes, you're right. And we already knew that Zial's mother had done this, had already fallen in love with him. And that seemed to be a genuine thing. So this is not even like a new revelation about Dukat. We don't find, we don't learn really anything new about Dukat other than the specific with her mother, which seems so random in a planet of like millions of people that he would happen to have met her mother. You know, Mm -hmm. it just seems like it's another contrived reason. Oh, we mentioned this Leggett guy who I don't know who plays him, but he's really good. Really Uh, good. I like their banter. It was, really good yeah Ducat I, I love there. when he's walking down the hall drunk and he's like i'm a cardassian i'll put my feet wherever i want <laughs> yeah uh yeah like i think curate like this whole like scene here with Ducat's like hey don't you be touching her and but this is apparently a, a whole planned thing he's like i hope you won't judge me for the acts of, of one boorish man <laughs> and uh, uh you know but the legged is like going along he's like yeah yeah he's about to say this next you know just watch right and he's like why don't you go do this and he's like how do you know that um he's like i've seen this this melodrama before you know i like like there are some things in here that are fun if you're really looking because i think we're really looking yeah you know but you know there's some uh, good individual performances the it's it's just the problem is with the story yeah which is like why why did we need to do this guys couldn't you have come up with another idea that week um but you know it is what it is yeah you coming back here with the leggets you know she's like i'm coming in and she's like no you're not you're going home and he's like but i'm a carnassian she's like you know i don't know she was finding this stuff so there, it wasn't like i i was i was just hating this for 40 something minutes even though i hate the story or what I hit the the character assassination, I think, is a legitimate critique here. Although I think Kira stays true to herself yes. mostly here. Um, you know, it's just an assassin. It's just like it's giving Ducat this power that he doesn't need to be more villainous. It's just not needed, you know. So anyway, uh, this is where we see that uh, her mom's been taken away and she fights back against these Cardassians. And then they hit her with the thing and they they kind of dump her on the uh, on the promenade uh in the orb processing which we find like, so in this orb of time vision she goes through another like many weeks uh of living here in the orb processing uh yeah. she goes through all this other time there's a big time jump here we can see the soup scene it's always about the soup uh and that's how you feed the masses in, a, in an occupation and uh this this uh resistance leader on the station who wants to talk to her i know, didn't need just, any of this no, this is just a setup where she gets the bomb basically later yeah. on, which again we don't need. You know, we already I, had an episode like this. We don't, we don't need it. It's it, it takes away from the rest of the whatever story there is. Yeah, we get the setup here where Kira goes to the uh, Ducat's quarters, going through the security field. That I guess is just a setup that the bomb needs to get through that security field later on. Like that's the least of our worries, writers, in terms of the logic of this episode. Um, <laughs> but they felt like they needed to, to get that here. She she reunites with her mother, who she's relieved is is okay, and 
doing better. But then we see that, yeah, these, these are Cisco's quarters just redressed. And, uh, you know, if we see, yeah, Ducat's here with the flowers and they're living like uh, a married couple now and going on. He's, you know, there's even like, it's like my, your mom's new boyfriend is not who you, <laughs> who you expect, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, like even like some, some kissing going on here and like it's just like you know like here is just so grossed out you know like yeah uh repugnant here and she's like you're playing parlor games with ducat while people are dying on our planet the occupation the outrage you know and she's like whatever you want me to do i i i can't fight back whatever so i'm gonna make the best of it and she's like what about your husband what about your family you know and she's like i'm i'm getting extra food for that which apparently seems to be true it seems yeah. like her family did get extra provisions. But is it? I don't is know. It, is it actually true, or is that a doctor? Well, the only thing that co corroborates it is when she when they get that uh, call from the dad, Kira's dad, later on. Right, seems... but is that an actual call from him? Is it manipulated? It could be. It, you know? it could be. We don't know. Yeah. Uh, but it's. I don't know. Like they, they could have said they could have put some doubt onto that, but they don't. They don't directly, at least. No, they uh, don't. No, they they kind of present it like it's accurate. So she'll like not go through with it. But anyway, Kira, uh, as this person she's impersonating, this name she's she's a, she has. I like. I love how nobody's like nobody's ever seen this woman before. No one has her thing. Let's take her DNA. Weird. She has the same DNA as this kid. Like I don't know. Like there's just like <laughs> we know the Kardashians are amazing with their records. So. It doesn't matter. The logic doesn't matter. Forget logic. You know, all we need to worry about is we're gonna get a bomb earring going on here. The resistance guy gives Kira the bomb. He's like, "What about that Bajoran mistress friend of yours?" And she's like, "She's a collaborator. She deserves what she gets." I'm going through. I'm like, "This is the will of the prophets." Are you still on a religious uh, yeah. quest here? I I'm I was irritated <laughs> that she didn't struggle with the idea of murdering her mother. Yeah, like, or changing the timeline at all. Like she's trying to kill Ducat here too. Yeah. So if Ducat had died here in twenty three in twenty three forty six, you know, it's a very different galaxy. You know, maybe she would prevent the Dominion War. You know, uh, there's a lot more at stake here. You know. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. Uh, yeah, so Kira, she's like, oh, I want to come say I'm sorry. And she's, we see, she's got the earring. We have the close-up. She's got a bomb in that earring, people. You know, she's coming through. She gets through the security field. No you know, and if you don't want to be suspicious, always pause before you walk through a security Yeah, field. And, and, and do a big gulp. You know? <laughs> Uh-oh, is this going to work? Uh, yeah, <laughs> we come in here, Mark alive. Dukat is, like, feeding Kira Maru, like, ice cream or something and they're licking it off their fingers they're just like get out of here you idiots and just you know and then kira shows up and she apologizes and i'm really sorry i want to be your friend again and Ducat's like whatever if you know you can have your pal it's you know get her some quarters basso you know let's get on it oh yeah right away sir uh and so we get this we get this is where Ducat gives the transmission, the recording from Kira's father, which could be doctored. I agree. It, it is yeah, set up. They don't that, allude to it at all in the episode. That's just me. Other than Ducat has a big grip on it. I think that that yeah. is the, the biggest thing to indicate it could be a fake. It's right. a fake. <laughs> uh, a couple more weeks we get that soundbite. Um, and yeah, so oh yeah, we see Kira turn on the bomb and then she like leaves it in like the potted plant here uh, behind. And she's like, yeah, let's talk. And then we see her put the recording in and it's it's her dad. And oh, it's going well. And the kids have food and like we're not starving anymore. And, you know, we miss you. And but, uh, we see her mom cries and is sad. She's not a completely bad person. She does, she does have some remorse. Uh, she misses her dad, and then she's like, "Oh, Kira's like, I can't do it. I can't blow these people up." She she goes out of her way to say, "Hey, Ducat, let's go." That is that wasn't yeah. necessary. What is that? That doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. She not only has she had a second second thoughts about blowing up her mother, but she, because she's already like resolved to change the timeline. Here. Or maybe it's because if Ducat dies, then no more food for her and her family. Maybe, but. 
Yeah, like she says, "Come on, Ducat." She like gra- she goes out of her way to save him here. There's a bomb, and they do the big um, uh, bomb scare here. They, they come over. Was was Kira gonna blow herself up originally? Was that her plan? Was she not gonna get out in time? I don't know. I wasn't quite clear. I have no know. idea how she thought she was gonna, like get away here. It doesn't really matter because she doesn't like unlike in Trials and Tribulations where they had to use the orb of time to return to the present. Kira just disappears after yeah. this explosion. And I guess the prophets are like, that's it. You're done. So uh, <laughs> as soon as you start blowing shit up, we're done here. Yeah. It's over. You're getting a little out of hand. And you come back and it's this conversation with Cisco to end the episode about how she couldn't believe it. She found out her mother died like seven years later. And and Cisco, he's just like, I don't know, it seems kind of dark, but I don't know how to judge it, you know? Even okay. I found, I don't remember exactly what he said, but I even found this conversation at the end kind of vacuous. Like, it, it just... Yeah, you're right. It's completely, like, devoid of any kind of meaning. I yeah. I think it's it's just supposed to leave Kira tortured and unresolved, but it doesn't, it's not ne- really necessary. She's just, it's just like this, she feels like the shame, the shame of her, her mother's dishonor or disgrace here. Uh, but it's also kind of making her reevaluate herself. I, I don't know. It's it's it doesn't work. It doesn't work. I was Stephen Bear and Heinz Blimler, the writers of this episode. It does, it's it just it it's a failed. It's a it's a botched episode, and uh, it's got a couple silver linings tops overall. Anyway, about the shots, let the looks, and that's that. So, uh, in our screenshots, uh, I thought Jamil would be with us by now, but I guess he's he's not going to be. So, how about some details discovered with Dave about this episode? Sure. Um, so, this episode began life as we said originally. This plan uh, was to do a show based on a Nazi doctor, Joseph Mangle, who was notorious for performing bizarre and ex- barbaric experiments on concentration camp inmates during World War II. Which is basically kind of what they alluded to in that Voyager episode that came, uh, yeah, nothing human that came later. Uh, and yeah, they were going to do in the episode, Ghosts of the Bajoran Children were trying to begin appearing on the station, and their crew would come to believe that they are the ghosts of the children killed by the Cardassian scientists during the occupation who did research on them. However, it turns out that they aren't ghosts at all. The doctor was, in fact, sending the children into the future to gather information for the Obsidian Order. However, the writers couldn't make the story work, and it was abandoned at the last minute. I, I don't know. That's almost better. We didn't make this one work either. This 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 isn't better. This is. I, I think that that's that doesn't sound good. But it's like, with, <laughs> but with, with Bijord orphan ghost children appearing for the past. But yeah, trying to I, find blankets. I'd rather watch that than than this again. Um, the part of the story dealing with the ghosts of the dead, those killed by the Cardassians during the occupation on Tarek Nor were previously covered in the 1996 Star Trek D Space Nine Harbinger, written by Ken Eklund and Sarah Stalker and Hillary J. Bader. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, they were, it could be a, the spirits of those murdered on Tarek Noor were rising, uh, but they, they abandoned that as well. So they did this Cure episode. We kind of covered that at length there. Reception. This show is a favorite among the writers, is not a favorite. Wait. This show is a favorite among the writers and producers, not least because the subtle ambiguity of the denouement, the episode's refusal to push the viewer towards a particular moral position as Kira Maru. The viewers left to form their own views of her actions. According to David Weddle, it was a muddy issue. Did Kira's mother do the right thing or not? Or was it just a choice of survival for a Bajoran? In the original version of the screenplay, there was no moral ambiguity at the end of the episode, with Kira clearly forgiving her mother and the viewers being discouraged to do likewise. But not a visitor argued that this wasn't true to the character of Kira, and there was no way she would be so clear about how she felt. Uh, I don't know. I think that they should have kept that, the idea of forgiving her at the end. I, I But I do agree with Kira that maybe that's not how Kira would come around to that point of view i feel like that's at least the one cisco should have reached but he was like i'm not yeah i'm not gonna i'm not gonna tell you how to feel about your mom it's it's all good um yeah and then uh yeah, talks about the whole gold ducat thing the title of this episode is a quotation from the 1820 percy 
Shelley, lyrical drama, Prometheus Unbound. The full quotation reads, To suffer woes which hope thinks infinite, to forgive wrongs darker than death or night, to defy power which seems omnipotent, to love and bear, to hope till hope creates from its own wreck the thing it contemplates, neither to change nor falter nor repent. This, like thy glory, Titan, is to be good, great, joyous, beautiful, and free. This is done alone, joy, empire, and victory. How's that? I, I don't know. I got bored after three <laughs> words. <laughs> well, check, check, check out uh, that from the epilogue of the play spoken by Demogorgon. All right. It is revealed that this episode, uh, the Terracon was built in 2346. This contradicts Odo's statement in Babel that it was built in 2351. Uh, the difference of five years could be that Odo is just being wrong, just being wrong, or instead that 2346 is the beginning of the building and 2351 is the ending. Um, that's fine. Uh, Odo, it's more likely Odo's wrong. I think that that's a, there's a much, way more credibility to that. When Ducat tells Kira that Cisco allowed him, uh, allowed him to see behind the lies and face the truth about himself, he is referring to the episode Waltz, where Ducat comes to realize that he truly hates the Bajoran people, and he admits he feels he should have exterminated them all during the occupation. Uh, and during Ducat's transmission to Kira, Federation Elkar-style interfaces are just seen barely visible on the wall behind him, indicating that he is still using the shuttlecraft he stole in Waltz. Oh, yeah, I didn't even notice that. Because we don't really know what he's up to during this period at all. No. Other than he just was bored one day. Like, I'll call up Kira just to mess with her. Uh, <laughs> uh, he's like, oh, I forgot. I used to date her mother. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is the first episode, of course, to mention O'Brien and Bashir's Battle of the Alamo, Hollow, Hollow Sweet Re Recreation, but it will get referenced many more times after this. Many uh, more times. Yeah. Jake Sisko does not appear in this episode. So it's uh, like almost every other episode. Yeah. The doll held by young Kira Norris appears to be Loopy, a doll belonging to Molly O'Brien. Oh, really? Yeah, there you go. All right, guys. Uh, let's, let's, I was about to say guys, but it's just you and me. Um, oh. <laughs> Speak of the devil. For the, for, here for the ratings. Here for ratings. <laughs> so... Just before I start, let me indicate because I was posting throughout. Oh, the sorry, I was, I, I, I was, I was completely I was blinders to this. Okay. Oh, and there's comments here. She was uh, manipulated as opposed to one over. Yeah, she right? was manipulated, but yeah. And also, Kira doesn't stick to herself. Why is she not able to uh, forgive her collaborator mom, but can forgive Odo? Is what I don't understand. Well, I all. think you're. I think that's correct. I don't know. I don't. I think that the the original idea of her forgiving her mom at the end is probably the better ending. I don't. I think Nana should have like said stayed out of that, you know, and not say, oh, this is. I, I hate when like you know even William Shatner didn't want to do the line in Star Trek, the undiscovered country where, you know, he's like, let them die. And, Kier and Shatner's like, well, Kirk wouldn't say that. Fuck off Shatner. Like the writers can decide what Kirk's going to say. Not you. You didn't write this movie. Uh, and it was a great, it was, it worked well in that movie, you know? But um, I, I can't, I can't understand why she would be, you know, like I can't forgive her. She, she's obviously manipulated. Her husband was aware of the situation. Right. And, from her perspective, she's doing it for the kids, right? What was Odo's excuse, right? Odo had no excuse, but supposedly it's fine with him. Mm -hmm. And she had like a front row for like the how many like period of time that he was totally had blinders to everything else that was going around, right? But her her mom, I don't know if I can forgive her. That's uh, come on. No, I I and she spent like what a couple of days with her? A couple of days? Yeah, pretty much. No, maybe less. No, uh, this this is character assassination. I'm sorry, this episode sucks. It's terrible. All right. Well, on that note, let's rate this episode. Wrongs darker than death or night. Jeff's not here. Uh, I'll go first. Uh, well, Davin did give it a. He, he couldn't give it a zero, right? The system well, wasn't he, allowed. He did. He said at nine forty-two. Yeah, he's. 
Is he back to zero? Is that what he's saying? Like, I don't know if this was after he was here uh, or not, but I'm anyway, I'm going to go with this is like two, like I think two. That feels right. No, I when Davin was complaining about this episode, I'm like, it can't be that bad. It, it might be like some, you know, terrible choices in terms of the character. No, no, this is just as bad as Davin said. I'm also giving it a zero. Screw this episode. This should never have made air at all. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to give this episode a two for the number of scenes that I enjoyed. <laughs> And Davin, well, I, I, if you are, Davin, just holla if you have gone back to end with zero. But guys, this is a 1.3 rating, which is tied with Resurrection, the Mirror Burial episode. So at the moment, but we, that, that one was much better. I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't feel like one of the main it, characters. You gave that a one and a half. So yeah. you, you did like, I, like I, I didn't feel times. like there was like the damage cures like character like they did in this episode. Yeah, it damn it, and it it just it, it doesn't work. I don't like it. I, I ugh, ugh, okay, you know, I, I one less episode. Like okay, season six has. I don't think it doesn't have a chance now of catching season five in terms of like its ratings. But we'll see, we'll see. Like we got, I know couple we have some of tens, big, couple of have, tens. I think make, I know. think with our ratings too, though, this season is suffering the same way that that Enterprise is right now on Monday is that everybody who's seen it, we're all waiting for our favorite stuff. Right. So these shitty episodes, we're like, fuck these episodes. They're like a zero or a 0.5. <laughs> like, yeah. It's I like, think that's what's going on on Enterprise. I see much more up on it than the rest of you, but it's because you're all waiting for your we're favorite like, part. Let's get to the good stuff. Let's get to like, let's get to the real, the, the good episodes. And we don't, I guess you you want to skip like the, the filler episodes. You so know? Ke Kevin, do you think then it is poor construction of the season and how they broken down? Like, cause you have the season. It's, it's not like, uh, you know, you plotted exactly where the, the things are going to go. If they rearrange the episode so that there's a little bit less of a rocky terrain, right? Yeah. The the reaction wouldn't be met so poorly. With For a lot some, of the not not I'm not talking specifically this episode. It is objectively bad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I think I I think it's it's actually in our perception, like. I've always thought that the Dominion War was a much bigger part of this series than it actually is now going through it again week by week. So yeah, every yeah, time yeah, it's is, not... It doesn't feel like the war is even happening right now. Really. Right. Every time it's it doesn't have anything to do with that or it's just sort of on the e periphery, I'm annoyed. Yeah. Even the O'Brien episode with your uh, Orion Syndicate mm -hmm. at least felt like it had one foot involved in it. This is just a complete malpractice. Plus, she's trying to change the timeline. Like, does Cisco file a report about this? <laughs> like, oh, no, does... no, no. She was there on his capacity as emissary, uh, yes. not as captain. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's like, I don't need she's a so Starfleet bad. captain. Like, well, I need you to so be the and, and and the begging, the begging. I, I emissary. It's like let's drop the pretense. Oh. <laughs> like he can't say no to Kira. He can't say no to. Kira he needs either. like this was a terrible decision. <laughs> terrible. Oh, yeah. You know, I think at the end he kind of knows. Her. He's like, what did I let her do? You know, she like for her sake, she better not mention it to anyone. That that stays in like if she tells O'Brien, O'Brien should just slap her and like, what is wrong with you? Well, Look I, what I, you did. Yeah, like if anybody else got like a, a, a call in the middle of the night from Dukat and didn't report it, like he, Cisco would eat them for lunch. Like it would be, but with Kira, he's like, you know, ah, whatever. You know, it's, it's personal. I get it's hard. You know, if you want to come over, like watch a baseball game, get a hot dog, it's all good. Um, that's, that's Cisco. You know, with her specifically, yeah. I would, I definitely would have liked for them to make her have a less active role in the past as well. This is so like, dumb. Yeah, 
It's just she, dumb on every level. She's actively trying to change the past and uh, like interact with. Don't hey, make sure that before you go, don't mess with the uh, the temporal prime directive or anything like that. Don't first try to change anything. First thing. Oh my god. <laughs> so guys, let, let's. Make, I think we can close the book on this episode. I I I I dislike that the writers even pat themselves on the back for this episode at all. I don't think it's clever at all. I I, uh, I also blame the network. How could you air this at all? Well, There's no network. It's first run it's, syndication. So it's even just even matter. I like you would have watched the Paramount. episode. Paramount and just, this, so yeah. The studio should have looked at it and go, "We cannot air this episode. This is unairable." That, becomes, that wasn't going to happen in 1998. This no, they looked at it and went, "Well, people will watch this and come back." Mm, yeah, I've I've seen enough episodes that got like negative reactions in terms of studios watching it and they're like we can't air this episode I, they could have done you, this for this do you guys remember watching it at the time like you know like yes. 25 years ago and did you feel as bad about it then at the time i think i, I might have skipped this episode honestly i didn't I don't, enjoy I, it i don't remember watching it the first time back then in first run I do, and I, I remember I being just disappointed with it and go, "Why? Like this isn't fun, you know." And like, uh, not to mention, it's just like a sloppy time travel story. It's and uh, yeah, terrible. it's just whatever. Anyway, let's look ahead, guys. Next episode, it's called Inquisition. And in this episode, Julian Bashir is accused of being a spy for the Dominion. The accusations turn out to be a tool to recruit him into Section Thirty One. So. Uh... Now, how can they prove this? Do they have no? Well, they they basically they gaslight them for like the whole the whole episode. Sorry, like, that's so they... that's the, that's the cue to put a specific drop. Oh, of what? What what are they using to try to prove their case? Oh, do they have evidence? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I need it to be spelled out for me a little bit more. Exactly. Yeah, I always have that on the go. Yeah. Evidence, evidence. He wants evidence. Okay. Um. Anyway, so Inquisition's coming up next. I'm looking forward to that. Then it's in the pale moonlight in two weeks. So, uh, you know, we got some. We got. Some, we will be doing a 1.3 averages for those. I don't imagine. So I think we're gonna be having a lot of fun, uh, especially in two weeks. Uh, and then after that, what we got like even even some other. Uh, we got uh, his way, which is like the first Vic Fontaine episode. If you're a fan, if you're a fan of that stuff, maybe you're not. I think they they did it too much in season seven, but in his first appearance, it was or first couple of times, it was quite charming uh yeah then, if they did it less it would be they lean heavy in oh season in seven they lean like they're like well, what if we just set the entire show here you know? <laughs> like, it was kind of like those that those seasons of voyager where remember that one season where they had the holodeck program it was like the pool hall or yeah, yeah, the yeah. one season it was like the talaxian vacation resort or whatever and they're <laughs> like what well, this would just be somewhere we can have scenes where people can like hang out we're just gonna leave the set up and just, just. We'll just leave the it. set up, and there are basically <laughs> this one boring holodeck program is always running, uh, and people can just kind of come in and out and socialize instead of going to like the mess hall or something else. This will allow us to have another set. Um, yeah, it's just kind of like that. Anyway, so lots of great episodes coming up on Star Trek: Deep Space Nine. Whether they're good or bad, we're gonna call them like we see them. You know, just like Odo in the on the on the baseball field. You know, being the umpire. Yeah, and, collaborator uh, Odo, we should be referring to collaborator him. Odo. Uh, yeah, he's, well, he's he's a bit complicit for sure. Um, maybe more than a bit, but Kira can forgive him. So, and you know, he's the best damn law enforcement man in the in the quadrant. Maybe the entire <laughs> yeah. Just as just make sure you're not standing beside him and walking with him on <laughs> yeah. promenade. Yeah, he's like nothing to worry about here, Major. We're just gonna get more security guards. You know. Oh, yeah, she was. You want me to do it personally? Like I'm, I'm having a fun time sitting on my butt delegating. <laughs> but he, to but he totally was like, "Why don't you go do something? You can't talk about it. Why don't you go do something about it?" Well, he take his own advice. He's like, "I'm not. <laughs> I'm just going to talk about it and tell my other subordinates to take care of this uptick in crime during a he, war." He just talks about the crime. Jesus. He doesn't do anything. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'm onto you, Quark. I'll get you one of these days. 
right. All right. Uh, so, okay. Join us for the next D Space Nine. Of course, check out all our great stuff here on Live Long and Podcast, a Star Trek channel where we talk about Star Trek all the time. We got our Enterprise podcast ongoing. We're going to be back next Thursday. Star Trek uh, Picard season three is starting up. And uh, we got Jody Simpson in. We got Adam Woodward in for that. Davin and Kevin's coming along. And I'll be along. I might I'll be able to make the first night because of the uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, which we're going to be covering over on Super Mater Brothers podcasting, Jamil and uh, Davin and I, uh, as that's coming up in the near future. But, of course, here on Live Long Podcast, all kinds of Star Trek review shows, including our science division, where we do debates and trivia. And we got our Locutors of Trek division, where we do uh, longer tail uh, questions like the failures of Star Trek or you know economics of Star Trek. We have our our operations division, which does like you know video games and Star Trek radio theater and different uh, creative outlets in that in that way. And uh, we're part of a whole federation of podcasts. If you didn't know, uh, like we, we've mentioned, there's uh, great shows like the Super Mater Brothers podcasting coming back very soon for Survivor season. And Big uh, Brother Canada. And Big Brother Canada. March is going to be busy. Of course, I am going away for a week in in March, so get ready for that. Um, you know, so I won't be able to do Big Brother podcasts that week, but uh, hopefully Jeff Mater will will come in <laughs> to save the day. <laughs> You're we're Jeff Mater, the host of the show. <laughs> yes, we are brothers. <laughs> Did you accidentally press that? Nope. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then uh, there's the KBBBL podcast on uh, Fridays with Jet Davin and Francis Baker talking about The Simpsons. Uh, X-rated on Tuesdays with Andre and Davin, where they were talking about X-Men, the animated series they were on tonight. Uh, Andre also has the Graphics Histories podcast, where they talk about uh, movies and uh, comic books and do some uh, really interesting interviews over there. And the Hellbound podcast, a horror podcast with Alex Blackburn, Michael Chan, audio podcast comes out on Wednesdays. Not to mention Trivial Debates, which we just did recently. Jamil was hosting. I was competing uh, along with uh, Jeff Mater and uh, Foster. Uh, we got, we're got we still trying to put this uh, episode together for this month, although it seems like Jody and Jamil need to go head-to-head because they've been starting to trash talk each other in their promos. So uh, it's... I did, I, did tr- I asked a simple question. And then Murphy was trying to stir the pot. Well, it seems like a Murphy thing to do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, oh, and hold up, guys. We've got to mention hold up uh, is going to be on tomorrow night. Jody Simpson, along with Davin Skelhorn and Chris Murphy, talking about spy movies, including Ronin, Jamil, Atomic uh, Blonde, and Atomic North by Blonde. Northwest. North by Northwest, a movie I'm not familiar with. Of those oh, you three. should watch it. Yeah, you should watch it. Well, we all should. We should all watch three of these movies and watch Jody and Davin and Murphy tomorrow night talking about those three movies, the spy movies, the next edition of Hold Up. Um, yeah, and, and and good times here on the on the Federation of Podcasts. All right, well, we're gonna get out of here. Thanks for being with us, and let's never talk about this episode again. Um, <laughs> move on to all the the the, the clear uh, horizons uh, upon us. Um, we'll see you next time. Live along and podcast. I only hope you won't condemn us all for the boorish behavior of one man. One episode.